Welcome to A Journey of Transformation Empowerment. You're listening to Antonio T. Smith Jr. Where ideas ignite, change, and possibilities are endless. Before we dive into today's episode, we have something special for our listeners. Today's podcast is brought to you by a groundbreaking book that's reshaping the conversation around Black economic empowerment. It's Resegregation, Volume 1, The Power Matrix, a master plan for Black group economics with wealth creation, authored by visionary Antonio T. Smith, Jr., Antonio isn't just an author. He's a former top-secret combat special operations intelligence sergeant turned millionaire. His life work championed the economic autonomy and wealth creation within black communities. In this seminal work, dedicated to teachings of Dr. Claude Anderson, Antonio outlines a comprehensive blueprint covering critical sectors like finance, technology, manufacturing, and more. He blends military discipline with acute understanding of systematic disparity. This isn't just a book. It's a movement. A call to action to create lasting wealth and reshaping the economic narrative. Antonio's vision is clear. Drive a significant shift toward black ownership and control. Listeners, if you've ever wondered about innovative strategies for wealth creation or how technological transformation can uplift the black communities, then this book is for you. Join Antonio Smith Jr. on the transformative journey. Pick up your copy of The Resegregation Volume 1, The Power Matrix today and be a part of the reshaping future. Now, let's dive into the episode and explore the possibilities that await us. Hey, Secrets of Success listeners, Deanna here. Thank you all so much for joining us. Well, today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. See, NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. Now, how many of you can use some additional information so you can make smarter decisions with your money? It's okay. I'll be the first to raise my hand. Because the nerds have helped me get smarter about things like saving on travel. Because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night, maybe a a small shopping spree or a fancy dinner or two. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Also, boosting my credit score, since good credit is like a real-life cheat code, seriously, like a real-life cheat code, and then saving for an emergency fund because life is like a good movie. It just loves a good plot twist. So listen to Merit Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You want to be a speaker, trainer, or coach? I've got you. Antonio T. Smith Jr. is my name. You've probably heard of me. That's probably why you're here. I've been featured on Forbes, awarded Top 101 Global Developmental and Training Minds on Goldcast. It's just a wonderful ride for me, but I got here by speaking. And now at this point in my legacy, I'm not interested in how much money I make, more about how I make my money. Therefore, I am taking select people people with stories, people with intensity, people who want to value personal development over money. This sounds like you. If your blood is boiling right now, then I may be speaking to you. If you have that story that you know would change the world, if you change somebody and now you're addicted to it and you want to do it more, if you want to speak in front of 10,000 people, or maybe you just want to be famous, get your name out there and change the world. However it may be, however it happens, Bureau of Dominant Speakers is for you. It's intense. I won't lie to you. I'm a very intense person. It's very affordable. Look in the show show notes. You'll see Bureau of Dominant Speakers. Click that link. And hey, let's dominate. Because you can do it. And this is your moment. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. As always, the Secrets of Success podcast. Antonio T. Smith Jr. here, as always. But, hey, this episode is not about me. This episode is about a man named Andreas. Andreas, down here in South Texas, as we have it, speaking with our Mexican Spanish down here. This guy is fantastic. I am loving everything I've read about him and heard about him thus far. So let me just shut my mouth and bring you the billionaire at, with a B, Andreas. Why don't you introduce yourself to our audience? Hi, Anthony. Thanks for having me, and uh, I'm uh, happy to be uh, to be on uh, the speaker with you here today. Man, that's just fantastic. I have heard so much about you before you ever got here. I was perusing your website yesterday. First off, whoever your graphic designer is, tell them fantastic job. It was very easy to follow. It was wonderful, and I'm in the real estate big time, and I don't want to just tout your accomplishments because you're so well accomplished. We can tout your accomplishments for maybe three days, but I really <laughs> got to talk about this real estate, man. You are the most successful and decorated real estate person in probably Asia Pacific, but definitely Thailand. Can you talk about that for a little bit? Uh, yeah, of course. I mean, I've, I've been doing real estate for uh... – uh, almost 16 years now, uh, based in Thailand, but um, I'm renowned in Asia for the, the resorts and condominium developments I've been doing and residential buildings, commercial buildings. Uh, I've been uh, doing different developments over over the last 16 years in Thailand. That's, that's fantastic. And in fact, I forgot to mention to you, but my audience knows it, 55% of my audience is in Asia Pacific. So you're literally talking to your audience, my audience, but most of them are in Asia Pacific, and they're going to have a fine time meeting you. Now, I brought up Thailand. So this is what I want to do, man. You're a billionaire. I'm a millionaire. Let's see if we can break it down a little bit and get to know how the heck did you even get here. Can you, in about three minutes or so, tell us your story, or at least the beginning part of it? 
<laughs> sure, I'm happy to. Uh, well, I'm originally from Sweden, Scandinavia, and um, I wasn't very happy over there. The country is cold and it's complete darkness almost the whole year round, except a few months of the year where we have a maybe for happy, maybe for lack of we have a little bit of sunshine in summer. But uh, wow. I was never happy there, and I was depressed, and I I knew I wanted to live in a different country, in a tropical paradise somewhere, and I didn't know where. But uh, I just had this belief that I needed to at least move from my own country to to be able to um, to live my dreams and to to live a happy life there for after and my grandfather died uh, when i was about uh, 19 uh, i was turning 20 years old and he left an inheritance of $2000 and that was the flight ticket out i saw my chance of taking that big leap of faith and finally pursuing my dreams i didn't have any dreams of becoming a real estate developer or a, successful uh, business uh, CEO as I am today, but I just wanted to move out. That was the first step I, I took. So I booked a one-way ticket to Thailand. And that was also a coincidence since that was what the travel agent recommended me to spend uh, my uh, $2,000 on to, to be able to fly to Thailand. And it looked like a great country with uh, uh, blue oceans, uh, palm trees, white sandy beaches. And uh, it didn't go really as I expected. I ended up homeless, sleeping on the beaches of Thailand, and I was hmm. too proud to call back to my family and say that I failed in life. So that's a little bit of a round of how I ended up in Thailand. Man, okay, you gave me so much to talk about. I'm going to see if I can hit all five. We'll talk about a few things. I felt sure. so much energy coming off of you when you said, I had to get out of there. I took my 2000 and I left what I did not like. Please, yes. can you express the importance to our listeners, who are now your listeners, the importance mm -hmm. of leaving what you do not like? Well, I mean, that that was the best decision I've ever done in my life. But some, at the same time, when I was on that uh, travel agent and I knew that I was one step away from changing my life, I was terrified. I was afraid. I was going to a country I didn't know anything about. I didn't know the language. I didn't know the culture. I was uh, on the other side of the world, away from family and friends. But I still, there was something inside of me telling me that I'm better than this and I should take this big leap of faith. And it was my mother who encouraged me. She said, "Well, if everything goes to, if everything goes wrong, and everything go, doesn't go as you expected, you know that you're always welcome back." And that that was the, the final words I needed from her before I took that final decision. That's amazing. That's amazing. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna do some numbers real quick because I, I want to get deeper into you because I I can feel your energy. I'm one of those weird people, but from what I read, read <laughs> you believe in the yeah. law of attraction too, right? So we got we got to go there here in a second. But let's I, I want to do some numbers real quick. In the last 17 days, I'm, as you were talking, I was pulling up the downloads from the last episode. I'm on one platform, and I'm looking at Apple's right now. The last billionaire that I had on here, you would be the second here, has been downloaded in the last 17 days over 75,000 times. Okay? Wow, that's now, amazing. I'm saying that, yes, thank, thank mm. you very much. One of the first things I did was build a large audience. That's the first thing I did. <laughs> cool. But, well done. <laughs> thank you very much. So we're sure. talking to about, 75,000 people over the next, you know, by April, you would have reached 75,000 people who download. That's the people that download, not just the people who listen. So I want you to talk specifically to them. You left a bad situation, and you thought 
it was going to be good, but you ended up homeless. Now, I don't want to talk about the homeless just yet. I want to talk about leaving and then thinking it's going to be good, and then smack, life goes, not yet, buddy. What would you tell the 75,000 people getting ready to listen to you how to handle it when they're stuck between their promise and their breakdown? What would Mm. you tell them to do? Well, what I learned with my journey and being rock bottom, being homeless, sleeping on a beach of Thailand and with no financial support from anywhere, being alone. And what I understand today is it doesn't matter how deep down you go. There is always a way up. And uh, it all depends on the way you think and the way you feel and the way you take certain actions toward uh, toward the things that you want to have in life. So I, I learned uh, I guess sitting here today, um, I think that that was the best thing that ever happened to me in life. But um, at that time, when I was on that beach, I, I thought that that was the worst thing that ever happened. So it's just two different ways of seeing it, I guess. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I completely agree with that. I, I have a saying that I tell my people, and I want to see if you agree with it and if you or, or disagree with it. And either way, take whatever route, agree or disagree, just add some commentary to it. I tell people winning never taught me anything but to be arrogant, superstitious, and comfortable. Losing mm. has taught me everything I've ever needed to know. What would you say well, to that? This... I, I would say that I agree 100% with you, Anthony. <laughs> it's, it's, from my, <laughs> it's from my failures, from my disappointments, from the big bricks of wall that I've been hitting through my journey. That's the one who taught me something. That's the one who hardened me and strengthened me and, and taught me to, to see them from different angles because uh, – failures are a part of the success and nowadays i'm happy when i fail because i know it's just an opportunity in disguise wow that's wow okay uh, failure is an opportunity in disguise i just wanted to repeat that for someone who may have missed it while driving on the way to work i want you to hear what andreas just said that was fantastic now you, another thing you said and this, we're just in the beginning of his stories ladies and gentlemen this is amazing Another thing you said is you got $2,000 in heritage, and it struck me immediately. Two things immediately struck me when you said this. I thought you were going to say $200,000 in heritage. That's number one. And then I thought you were going to say, well, I took the 2000 I bought a real estate property, and I got lucky, and such and such. But you said the 2000 caught a flight. So really – the only thing that $2,000 did for you was move you out of Sweden. How Correct. on earth did you go from broke to billionaire on mm. planet Earth? Well, that, that, it takes almost a 10 to 12-year journey to go through how I came from, <laughs> how I uh, stood myself up from the beach to sitting here in New York in a beautiful hotel and doing podcasts with you. So, uh, well, I took that uh, $2,000 and after paying a a little bit of my debt uh, back home, that was enough for a one-way ticket to Thailand. And I didn't even have a return ticket, so it was either make it or break it, and I did break Mm. it completely. (laughs) Wow, yeah, you did. But I landed a first. I landed a job as a um, as a promoter for for a hotel there. But uh, I was making maybe perhaps around hundred to hundred and twenty dollars a month that was my first wow. income my first job i ever had in thailand and uh, in that time i was a person who believed that life just happens to you and uh, you're not in control of it and you just live mm-hmm. day by day and uh, that kind of thinking uh, 
made me spend my money on um, parties and events and activities instead of paying my rent. And after four months of unpaid rent in my little apartment in Thailand, I got thrown out by four police officers uh, who wow. uh, came after my, the landlord called him and told him that I haven't paid. So I had to pack my bags and the first thing I thought of was I'll go down to the beach and I'll think about what to do with my life next. And <laughs> that day became many more, many more days sleeping on the beach. And I remember using my towels as uh, blankets and my bags as pillows. So uh, I remember wow. it as, as yesterday. Yeah. Wow. So you. So now we got two homeless and, and we tw- homeless twice and. It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Yeah, this is well, absolutely amazing. Oh man. Okay, your energy is coming off you so strong. So let's so let's talk about it. Let me just jump right into it because you mentioned that you were just one of those people that thought life just happened to you. Won't you break that down even more for our audience? Hmm. Uh, well, there is two ways of seeing things, and I believe that poor people uh, nowadays. I've been poor. I mean, I've been. I've seen two two parts of life, and being mm-hmm. poor, we we do have a belief that we're not in control of what's happening yep. to us, and we live That's day right. by day, and we uh, cannot. Uh, we think that just life happens to you day by day, and you're not in control. You're an autopilot, and you just let life. Uh, um, carry around and I believe in something completely different today and I believe that we are the creators of our own reality and our, and our own future by the images of our head and the emotions of our of our, uh, uh, of our soul right so everything is created with uh, from inside before it becomes uh, uh, something outside of yourself wow okay so let, I, I want to point out something that hasn't been it, it's one of those things so more is caught than taught you have Andreas and Antonio, two A names, and we're both, I want to say, lucky enough to be successful, in alignment enough to be successful is what I would say. And I want you all to pay attention that when he talks, I'm hanging on to his every word. When I talk, he's hanging on to my every word. There's no cutting off. There's just submission, back and forth, give and pull. And I'm saying that to set up this next thing. Andreas, you 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 seem to have mastered the art of actively listening. Percentage wise, how much would you say listening and being coachable has attributed to you being a billionaire today? I wouldn't be here today if I if I wasn't a good listener. I mean, there is there is a reason why we have two ears and one mouth, right? We should listen more than we talk. And uh, I'm a firm believer in that, and uh, we are here to, to, to learn something from others. And we only actually learn when we listen, because when we talk, we're only repeating things that we already know. Mm. Wow. Wow. That was great. When we talk, we're only repeating things that we already know. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. You, look, you took me back on that one. I never heard that before in my life. That was great. I was listening to a radio interview that I was I was researching and doing all sorts of stuff, and you said something that really struck me. And it wasn't, like, profound. It was just normal. But the normalcy of it struck me. A friend gave you the secret. Instead of money, you asked for the secret. Can you Can you take us all the way back to your mindset then and tell us about that story and what you learned from it? Absolutely, Anthony. I mean, now... Being here today, that was the best kiss I ever had in life. It was the the, the wow. best thing that ever happened to me. But at that time, when my friend told me, when I called him 
from the beach, and I didn't want, of course, my family and friends to know that I failed and I fell hard. I, I did call this old colleague of mine that became a friend, and he didn't have any connection with my family, so I thought I might call him so he doesn't know my family and probably he won't say anything to anyone. But I asked him, well, I'm in a very bad situation in Thailand, and I'm here homeless on a beach, and I don't know what to do. Can I borrow some money since so I can at least rent a little room again and move in and at least have somewhere to sleep, a bed, and a shower? And he replied that, well, no, I'm not going to send you any money. I'm going to send you what – I, what I will send you is a book that might cheer you up. And when I heard that, of course, I got very frustrated and angry. And that was the last thing I, I needed, a book on a beach. I needed to get off the beach. But uh, wow. that book that he <laughs> – the book that he sent was that first book that I ever read, actually. And that was The Secret by Rhonda Burns. And when I read through that book, I got even more frustrated and more angry because I – really didn't believe in any of that. I, I even become yeah. so frustrated at one time that I said, okay, instead of sitting on the beach and feel sorry for myself and blaming the world, I'm going to read this book and I'm going to disprove every single thing that they talk about. So I started to read the book to disprove all the methods. Mm. Wow. <laughs> so you went on a, let me prove this wrong. And, <laughs> yeah. And so what happened? When you were in your let me prove this wrong state, what was the result? Well, I started to get the similar results that they were talking about, and then I was even more frustrated because I couldn't prove it wrong. But then I started to understand that this might work or there might might be something uh, into something, and I got so dedicated to prove it wrong that I was doing all these exercises, almost obsessed by it. And that's why I guess I've become good at it because I really had all the time in the world to sit on the beach, starting to visualize, started to believe in manifestations and all that. And most people, they say that this stuff doesn't work. And I agree with them because they start to think of all these huge, enormous goals they might have, having having a million dollars or having that Ferrari or wherever. But I don't think we should start that way because our subconscious mind will tell us that it doesn't work. And then we get conflicting thoughts and this uh, opposite energy we're emitting. So uh, I started to visualize someone giving me a cup of coffee. I mean, that would probably be believable, or that would probably be yeah. something that can happen. So I started to visualize that for two days in a row. And after two days, one of these jet ski boys uh, who rents out jet skis and parasailing came up to me and said, well, I see you sleeping on the beach. I would like to offer you a cup of coffee. Wow. And that was the first, epi- epi- yeah, that was the first little signal I got that, wow, this maybe works, this maybe not. So I started to visualize more and more after that. And, that's suddenly how I started to, uh, yeah, build myself up. That's amazing. So what do you want to do next? What are you currently visualizing now that you're going to bring from the invisible world to the visible world? Well, for now on, I want to travel and inspire people. I want to have great seminars with successful people all over the world. And it's time for me to give back and to uh, make people understand that if I can move to a foreign country with not, no knowledge of any language or culture, with no funds, or doesn't matter if you're black or white or Indian, it doesn't matter what background you have or whoever you are, we all can make it, we all can be great, we all can live our dreams and have fulfill our desires if we just have the right set, the right way of thinking and follow the principles of success and help each other to achieve them. That's right. That's right. I completely agree with that. What would you tell someone right now that's on their own beach? Maybe a literal beach, can be a metaphorical beach. And I would say, like you, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. yeah, I would say start with the small things. Start with the small goals because they're the ones who gives you 
beliefs. They're the ones who give you uh, courage, and they're the ones who show you the way that you're moving forward. So I believe that starting small is just a very, very important key to go before going for the big things at all. So start with small things you want to achieve or, or, or do be or have because they, they are easier to obtain to get that uh, courage to, to pursue the bigger things in life. Wow. You know, that's in alignment with something I said with a conference I was with, Les Brown. I was doing a conference, and I want to see what your opinion is. This lady got so mad at me, Andreas, when I said it. I mean, she <laughs> sent me a scathing email about how I was the scum of the earth, and my mama taught me better than that and all sorts of stuff. And this is what I said. I said, ladies and gentlemen, stay away from people with low confidence. And they were like, wow, why would you say that? And I was like, because people with low confidence are quitters. And they was like, wow, what do you mean they're quitters? And I was like, because if you keep moving forward, you get little victories, and little victories give you confidence. And the more confidence yeah. you get is the more you have confidence. And if you don't have confidence, you're a quitter. What would you say <laughs> to that very <laughs> inflammatory statement that the lady – I mean, she wrote me a scathing email about this. What would you say about confidence and the lack of small victories? What would you say to that? Well, I, I, first of all, I agree with your with your sentence, and we have to build ourselves up, and we need that. That so we not, cannot get that massive confidence inside of us if we doesn't achieve small little victories at first. It's the same story with the person who wins an Olympic gold medal. I mean, that person had been training for 10, 15 years to achieve it, but they have won several small tournaments before winning that big tournament. So it's all a, it's all a process. Wow, it absolutely is. Absolutely is. All right, so here I am. I'm chasing a billion dollars. My goal is July 20th, 2020. It's not too far away from now. And July 20th just happens to be my birthday as well, so it's kind of significant. And, cool. man, I'm like, I'm, I'm knocking down the door. I'm <laughs> three quarters, of, I mean, I'm a I'm, I'm quarter of a billion, you know, 250 million. I'm knocking down the door, and I just restructured one of my businesses to reach more people. What advice? would you give me knocking down the door of this billion dollars? And I want it to, let me tell you, I want it so bad. It's something that I've just set my, <laughs> my goal to. What would you tell me? Well, I would ask you, Anthony, where is the big why? Why do you want to achieve that goal? And what would you do with the money when you achieve it? And where do you see yourself exactly. being when you have it? I mean, that's the key questions you need to ask because having a billion dollars is not the fun itself. It's what you're going to be, do, or have after you get it. Yep, absolutely. So I have it's two. I have two major whys, but they're actually connected in the one. So it's really one why. I want to create a hundred thousand millionaires because, like you, I was homeless. I spent my entire childhood home childhood homeless, and I want to give eighty percent of all my income back to the neighborhood Whoa. that I came from. That's my why. I love that. I respect that and I love that. And that's what drives me forward as well, to be able to be, give back. As much, The more I earn, the more I love to give back because it's the giving back where the joy happens, the real joy happens. It's not actually making it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Because when you think about it, I mean, I've, I've got enough money to enjoy life. It's okay. Like, I don't need more, <laughs> yeah. right? Just, like, yeah. More money is not going to make me more happy, right? It's just not going to happen whatsoever. And you know that, too. More money is equal to more happy. So what – the great question here is, what keeps you so fired up and happy? Seeing other people improve in their aspects of life because I could do a difference. That's what makes me happy because – 
when I pass away, when I'm 70, 60 years old, I can see myself living, staying on that deathbed. I'm not going to be happy or remember for all the money I made or all the cars I had or all the properties and buildings I made. Yes, I have all that, but what's going to make me happy is to see, look back at my life and see all the other people I was managed to inspire and make them having a better and successful life. That's the thing I want to remember. Wow. All right, so let's just pause right here. We got so much more to cover because, you, dude, you're killing this podcast right now, right? <clears throat> you got so much to cover. Ladies and gentlemen, his information is in the show notes. Here's what I want you all to do. I want you all to go click on his website. We're getting ready to talk about his book in a little bit. Pre-order the book. He's going to give you a fantastic ebook along with it, but I'll let him tell you about that. Just know it's all in the information on the show notes. Here's what I want you to do. All of y'all, I want you to – the loyalty you have for me, I want you to push it on Andreas, okay? Go go buy what he's doing. Go and just support what he's doing because anything that you do, you're going to help him help hundreds of millions of people. So basically, if you buy from him, you become a philanthropist, okay? So that's what we're going to need you to do, right? I want you to do that, but it's all in the show notes. See from him because I really want to support him in that way. And as soon as we're done, buddy, I'll be ordering your book as well. Now, thank you. So let's talk about. Oh yeah, no problem. Let's talk about the book. As a matter of fact, I'm also going to send you a copy of my book as well. But we'll talk about that off air. Now, absolutely. The thank book. you. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Homeless to billionaire: the 18 principles of wealth, attraction, and creation. Unlimited opportunity. Boom. Wow. All right. Just without, I'm like, I, it's, it's so much there, right? Just, yeah. just free talk about your book, and I'll figure out something else to ask in a little bit. <laughs> sure. Go ahead. Yeah. But what, what? Why? Why write this book now? Uh, because I have more time now. I have a successful um, establishment, a successful companies that are taking care of itself more or less. So I have more freedom to to do what I always want to do. And I feel that this is the time to really give back and to be able to reach so many more people than just in Thailand and to, to, to uh, yeah. broaden my borders and then uh, help other people get inspired. And it was actually Joe Vitali who 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 motivated me to write the book because I've, I've always been a, a bit of a shy person to talk about my background and when I've been true because I'm not a person who likes to brag about these things. And I told mm -hmm. Joe Vital that, and he said, well, I don't think uh, being homeless is about bragging. And uh, he, he might be right there. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, yeah, he, <laughs> but he inspired me to write the book and uh, help other people. So um, And after I've been doing it, I've been getting a very good uh, – feedback back and I get emails from all over the world now and saying that we follow the principles and uh, that you've been teaching us in the events and seminars I hold around and that really makes me happy that I can see that it works with others as well so yeah amazing amazing now you have to my knowledge at least to my, my team I have my publishers research and send me some information she told me you've got 20 companies 250 employees is that about right yeah that's correct like that? okay good now how the heck did you pull that off? Come on. How did you do that, man? <laughs> well, it doesn't happen overnight, of course. It's, like, it's a lot of hard work behind the night. That's what people need to understand. And to be, to be extremely successful, we need to work extremely hard. But 
if we really love and enjoy what we do at the same time, it doesn't really feel like work. It feels like uh, we're doing something that we're inspired by and we're motivated by. And, and hours, they feel like seconds and days. They feel like hours and as well years. Sometimes feel like days only when we do something we really strive about. And for me, my biggest passion is also to be able to create something in your mind, like an image or a small little movie, and then be able to touch it outside of yourself and see that it became a creation. From For me, I love real estate, and uh, seeing a building in my head, and that, uh, that that image in my head becomes a drawing, and from that drawing, it becomes a price, and from that price, it becomes construction, and then after I can feel, touch, and see it, I love just that process. That's amazing. I have a team, What like you, I have, we got 250 employees. I have 54 employees. And I love them all. I'm sure you love them all. But I have a yeah, core team. Yeah, absolutely. I have a core of seven people that yep. literally made me famous. I mean, it, it just is what it is. I owe them everything. And as much as I can, I do my very best to give them props and credit and shout them out as much as I could. And I just feel you're the same way as me. So if you want to take this time right now to shout out some core people on this podcast, you're more than welcome to. Well, of course. I'm happy you bring it up. No one else has done it before, Anthony, and I do agree. (laughs) It's not a one-man show. Definitely not. I mean, I wouldn't be in the position I am today. You wouldn't be in the position you are today without these amazing people that we have around us. And I mean who would never be able to do this. I mean, I see them as even smarter people than I. They're more driven. They're, they're just amazing people to work with, and they make my life so much easier. I'm just I'm the motivator and an inspiration, perhaps, but without them, I would never be the person I am today. So, wow. I, of course, I have a small little group calls up to me with my organizations from my sales directors and my project managers and my architects and, and graphic designers and all these people around. I mean, all ideas doesn't come always from me. It's a combination of a fantastic teamwork that creates this success. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You're, you're absolutely right. So shout out to you, core teams, and all of you, 250, and because you, you do so much for Andreas. I mean, so much. It's just and you never, guys, you never really know how important you are until we tell you. So we're both telling you right now, thank you on behalf of his amazing companies, because now he can write this beautiful book that we all get to enjoy. So let's go back to the book. What's your favorite principle? I know that's a hard question, because I hate when people ask me that one, but it seems to make for good radio, though, when people do ask for it. So what's your favorite principle of these 18 principles? Wow, you got me a goddamn! <laughs> I believe <it> all eight. <laughs> I believe all eighteen are uh, all eighteen are uh, of course important, but uh, wow. some of them are easy, easier to adapt, and some of them are takes a longer period to 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 master, I guess. But one that I'm proud of is, uh, of course, I, I call it the law of vibrational giving, and it's more or mm. less whatever you seek in life, make sure you give it first. If it's success you want, make other people become successful. If it's money you seek make sure to help other people make money. Or if it's love you want, make sure to love yourself so you can give more into others. So I believe that whatever we put out in the world, that's something we get back tenfold. And it's the same if you put out anger or jealousy or hatred, you get that back tenfold. So whatever you want, make sure to admit that, give that first of all, and then you will see great transformations happen. Wow. So I heard two things in there. I heard whenever you lack in an area, you give it. You call it law of vibrational giving. 
So if yes. you don't have it or if you desire it, give it first. I heard that. And then I also heard when you get it back, you're going to get more tenfold is what you said on the yes. way back. So let's break both of those down for our listening audience. You just gave a thesis and then gave an argument for that thesis and then rallied around it with facts that if you are lacking in an area or if you desire something, don't take, give first. How important is giving to the world and also from your perspective to that world? It's, I mean, everything is created by giving first. We all, we're all built of energy. We're all made of the same thing. So whatever you give, you receive back. You're actually just giving up certain energy out, and the universe itself will rearrange it and give back the same energy but much more stronger. So it's very important for whatever you give. Most people, when they give something or ask something like a simple question, how are you today, we never mean it. We just, it's, a, just it's, it's dead, right? But if you really mean stuff, how are you today or how can I help you or you just give up first with good intentions and you feel joy and happiness while you're doing those things, that's the transformation. That's where energy comes back to you tenfold. So it's important to, to observe yourself on a day-to-day basis. Absolutely. Now, would you uh, – I once heard – I once heard – I think it was Rick Warren. He's a pastor of Saddleback Church. He wrote the book Purpose Driven Life or something like that. Hey, Purpose Driven Life. I once read in one of his books, he said that if you get things with the wrong motives, you'll get them, but then you'll have to protect what you just got. How, how much do you agree? Because I agree 100% with that one. Right? You know, the, your motives determine if you got to protect it or if you can, you know, freely have time to write a book. Because you don't have to protect your company, right? You know, some legal protections and lawyers and stuff. But you don't have wealth that you have to have a gun and, a, you know, all over your eyes and stuff and shooting people because people are trying to rob you, right? How important it is, is it to do stuff with the correct motives? Well, I think that's uh, one of the most important things, whatever you do in life, is to do with with uh, correct motives. And it's the same with giving. Most people, they give in form of scarcity or when they give something, they, they do that because uh, they feel that they're ob- obliged to or they expect something back. And I, and I believe that uh, giving in, in, in whole, in total, you shouldn't, you shouldn't expect anything back because that's not your job to, to find out how it's going to come back and when and, and in what kind of form. So... Uh, I agree with that 100% as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, so let's, let's, let's talk more about you. I want to get the audience to know, well, they're, learn, they're learning a lot about you right now. But let's home in to this law of vibration of giving and you. How did you get there? Because you, it's not something you just learn by reading in a book. There's something, it has to jump in your awareness. How did you get from the beach? Broke. No one's giving to you at all to make sure that you give if you want to receive. How did you get there? Uh, well, the thing that put everything in place was uh, when I I had one of my first. Uh, well, I was a sales manager for a real estate company, and and I in, in Thailand we have that belief that when on your birthday say you you you're not expected to get present you're actually expected to give presents on your birthday you you need to That's give amazing. on your birthday to present to people who needs it so it became a habit for me to go to orphanages and schools or or uh, 
or uh, homes with old people. So every birthday I have, I went there with bags of gifts, or I maybe I I bought a new uh, bought curtains or a new TV or anything that they might wanted to have. And uh, I started to see the rest of my businesses and my deals and sales started to flow, and I started to get more income every time I did it. So I felt, I didn't know if it was a coincidence or not. And one day, one of these orphanages called me and said that our our, our houses look very old and. They they do need the repainting the whole the whole place and they do need new toilets and uh, and curtains and mats and TV so it was more of a restoration job and even if I did it was almost more than my whole salary I decided to spend that whole salary to to fulfill the the request and um, two months later after I done it uh, that's how I actually I got my first check in and that was uh, one million dollars after uh, if I counted now it was forty six days after I renovated that orphanage that I earned my first million dollars. And that, that was the point that I knew I understand that, wow, every time I give something, it comes so much more back. That's insane. That's crazy. All right, two more things that I know for sure I want to talk about. Before I forget, I want to dress up. So you're a, you're a young, good-looking brother, okay? And I'm <laughs> Thank young. Thank you so far. And I, oh, no problem. <laughs> I'm young and good-looking. Let me just say it. I can't just, just kidding. But no, seriously, <laughs> we're both young. And here's something that I face when I'm in deals and stuff or or when I'm just, – just when people, they, they look at my age, not everyone, you know, just, just people mm. that have biases, right? Sometimes yep. my age gets in the way of my 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 reputation. Right, it's just like, come on, that that can't be true. And people want to investigate my accomplishments to see if it's true, because I'm 37. Right? Yeah, I'm 37. Now, yeah. do you face me, that same too? As, same as me. <laughs> Tell us about <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm 37 in uh, next month, so we're in the same age, Anthony. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. That's why we're vibing so much. Okay, yeah. So you're 30, you're 36, about to be 37. Here you are. You're the youngest man in the room, but you've had to fight more than most people in the room when you get there. How much do you think your past troubles make you qualify to sit at the table with people who basically, you know, just had to show up to get there, stay in college, and, you know, made a few deals, and daddy gave them some stuff. How much more yeah. are you, not more qualified, not comparing, but how much better do you feel or or qualified do you feel that, you know what, I had to be homeless just to sit at this table? Well, I mean, from all the trials and errors and failures and uh and everything that I've been through from my from my early age, I believe that's uh, one of the the key fundamental things that uh, made me into the person I am today. So, everyone has different ways of life or or different walks of life. So, but I believe that uh, yeah, of course, I I get a lot of people when they finally meet me, they say, "Wow, we expected you to be much older because they only read about me." But I don't think that I'm just 37 years old, and I usually say success has nothing to do with age. It has to do with mind and the experiences you you, you have done, you, you have um, had in your life. Yeah, definitely, definitely, I agree with that. So let's have some. Let's let's switch over to a little fun, man, and then we'll let you go because I know you're busy. Let's go with health real quick before we have some fun. How important? Because there seems to be a direct correlation between health and success. 
I'm not saying if you're healthy, you'll be successful, but I am most certainly saying everyone who's successful <laughs> takes their health very seriously. What would you say to that? I agree once again, Anthony. Like uh, we heard it a million times before, and it's getting boring to hear about your health is your wealth. And I, I do believe that uh, profoundly because uh, imagine to have a million dollars or a billion dollars or having the, the dream, uh, living the dream life you have of visiting these old countries and experiencing all things. But what if you're sick? Would would you would you enjoy it no, as much if you had a terminal illness? No, of course you would do everything to just be healthy again. So. I mean, that's, uh, I believe to be rich and to be wealthy is to be healthy. That's the first thing, first of all, to be able to have a prosperous life. And um, even I, I, I love all this extreme sport and going to the gym and playing football and keeping myself uh, uh, active. But I have many days where I don't want to go out of bed and I'm lazy and I don't want to do yeah. that or I just feel drained. But as soon as I just take that step and I go hit the gym, I go play football, suddenly directly after I just feel so much better. So it's a form of discipline as well. We need to dedicate ourselves to spend that extra hour a week or spend that two extra hours um, yeah, every seven, eight days to be able to do it because it, it gives us confidence. It gives us, it, uh, it releases endorphins and we feel good about it. So it's very, very important to, to have that part of life. Amazing. Amazing. I'm going to ask you one more question and we're going to have some fun with some rapid fire questions and we're out of here, buddy. Tell us, well, it's not a question, just a, a request that I have for you. I want you to tell them how to order your book, even though it's in show notes. I just wanted to sink in ahead. Tell them how we can order your book and what do we get for ordering your book. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, not right now the book uh, the book is released 7th of May, but everyone can pre-order it now either on Amazon or directly on our website, and that is andrespira.com. And we also have, if you go into the website, you can download a short version of the 18 Principles, and if you like that, you can order the book. And also, uh, you can download the first chapter of the book if you're interested in that. So feel free to uh, to reach out. Amazing. Appreciate you. To everybody, go out there, order the book on Amazon. I'll probably more than likely get mine on Amazon. I was going on the website, but I know it's on Amazon. But I just want to increase your rankings, right, because it's going to all be – Hey, I'm a salesperson. What can I say? I, I wanna... <laughs> yeah, thanks. <sir. laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely so we can increase the rankings. <laughs> well, let's yeah. do for sure. <laughs> Definitely. Let's I still need to give them the options. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you need to get the option for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but, but me being a salesperson, I'm like, hey, let's make this guy bestseller ASAP, right? <laughs> you know. <laughs> I definitely, appreciate that. Man, Thanks, Anthony. No, no, definitely. It's it's been a wonderful, fun pleasure just meeting you, and I'm looking forward to staying connected with you as well. Let's have some rapid fire fun. I just googled some questions, fun questions, real quick. That and well, I saved them. I googled them a long time ago, but I saved them because I like them to ask for particular people. Are you more of a okay. hunter or a gatherer? Always a hunter. Ah, that's my man. I like it. Okay, you're a new <laughs> addition. You're a new addition to a crayon box. What color would you be and why? Um, blue and yellow. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Two colors. <laughs> what <laughs> What do you think about when you're alone in your car? Mountaintops. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Me being from Texas, we ain't got too many of those out here, man. Ain't got too many of those. <laughs> Hill cut those. Plateau country right here. Very flat. What's your yeah. favorite 90s jam? Uh, 
Oh, actually, I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. We're gonna put something from some punk rock band on him right now. You know, some some girl, no, some boy band. In sync. Bye bye. I would. Uh, I, I would say Guns N' Roses. All right, Guns N' Roses, good. Hey, look, while you play it, NSYNC Bye 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 was actually one of my favorite songs, so I was actually telling it on myself. <laughs> uh, cool. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. What were you like in high school? I didn't go to high school. Okay, I love it. Didn't go to high school, billionaire today. Love it. What's the funniest <laughs> thing that has ever happened to you? Or excuse me, what's the funniest thing that happened to you recently? Oh, recently, yes, uh well, being on this podcast with amazing people like you. Boom! I love it. That's it. I like it. I appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. <laughs> Last question. Sure. Penguin walks through the door right now wearing a sombrero. What does he say and why? Well, I would say you're not in Texas yet. <laughs> there it is. It's been a wonderful pleasure. I mean, you're just so much fun, man. I'm telling you, I'm going to get your book the moment we hang up, and then I will I'll, I'll get some information from you, and I'll send you mine. I've, I've got copies reserved for wonderful guests, so I'll send you mine as well. And, man, it's just been a pleasure. Just do me one more favor. I want you to think about the old you, the beach you. Okay, I want you to go to the beach in your mind, and I want you to think about all the people in the beach situation just like you were and then give them a word of transformation right now that they don't know they need to hear, but you're the one person qualified to give it to them. Well, for everyone out there, I would say that, uh, once again, it doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter how you look like. It doesn't matter what financial backgrounds you have or what language you speak or whatever dream or desire you may have with the right mindset, with the right power of thinking, with the right steadiness and discipline and persistence, any single goal or any desire or anything that you want to be, do, or have, it's achievable. You just have to believe in it and uh, never, ever turn back and never give up. There it is, man. Tell them how they can reach you, even though it's in the show notes. Absolutely. Thanks a lot, Anthony. I sure appreciate all of you. Thank you very much. We're going to his information in the show notes. This has been the Secret to Success podcast. Andreas, you have permission to come back again. The next time you're promoting something, something, hey, buddy, we're two salespeople. Let's get together and sell it for you, all right? Let's get I would love that. <laughs> that would be you, cool, man. man. Yeah, I'm, like I said, I'm, uh, I need to go down to Texas uh, within the next few months to meet Joe Vitale there, and we're going to hold some seminars around. And I would love to even maybe, if you're around, to see, say hello to you in person. So well, there it is, man. I would make sure I should come out there because I was just watching Joe Vitale in The Compass. It's I forget the, the coach's name that's on The Compass, but – I was just watching him like 30 minutes ago. And of course, he's on The Secret as well, so he's a rock star. He's the pencil guy, you know. He's a rock yeah, star. Yeah, definitely. Sure. Thank you very much, <laughs> man. Love you, brother. I'm so happy for your success. And give me a little bit a year, and then we'll be able to swap some billions around together. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Right, sounds, sounds like a plan. Thank you, Anthony. That's Thank you very much. Thank you, everybody. Meet Peter. Peter wants to live his dreams. He searched online to find training that will help. Then he came across Plant Better University. 
Plant Better University is the Netflix of personal development. Every month, new classes are added to bring value to your membership. Become a master of finance, personal development, sales training, business, real estate, investing, public speaking, health, psychology, and more. Imagine if you could get a master's degree of information on any topic of your dreams for a price lower than a Netflix membership. Become successful simply because success is your birthright. Contact us today. When the pandemic began, I had the biggest problem in the world, not making money. The pandemic was actually quite a blessing for me as it almost made me a billionaire. I came really close. So the pandemic was a blessing. It was hiring people. And get this, everybody. I had 48 job positions open during the pandemic. $22 an hour with paid training. And I could not find a single person for two years to fit any of those 48 job positions. Hear me well. 48 job positions. $22 an hour. Paid training. And I couldn't find someone, not one person, for those job positions. Now... Is it because I hire slowly? True. But it's because I wasn't using ZipRecruiter. And that's a fact. I wasn't getting to the right people for the right position to fit my right culture. And there are so many different things that you can do this summer. As a matter of fact, you can free up as much time as you want to. But if you're not using ZipRecruiter, you're probably not going to free up that time if you're attempting to hire people. So what is ZipRecruiter? What is probably the greatest job finder that's out there? And that's why you need ZipRecruiter. You need it so you can find the right candidates. Now, it's not that ZipRecruiter helps you find jobs. It's more accurately that ZipRecruiter takes your culture, takes your job, takes what you're looking for, and immediately matches them with the perfect candidate. And if, the, if, it's, if they can't find a perfect candidate, they will skip over that person and then give you the perfect candidate for you. ZipRecruiter uses one of its most powerful tools, which is the technology itself, to match the right candidates up with your job. You can easily review uh, their recommendations and easily review their recommended candidates and invite these candidates to apply for your top positions. Additionally, ZipRecruiter has a complete suite of tools that makes it easy for you to filter out, uh, review and rate candidates. Four out of five employees uh, have been used by four out of five employers on ZipRecruiter. It is a blessing. And no wonder ZipRecruiter is rated number one hiring site in the world based on G2 satisfaction ratings 
as of this year, January 1st. My friends, soak up everything I said. It's not an ad. This is a personal testimony of how I found the right people to sit in the right seat on the right bus. Without ZipRecruiter, it wouldn't have been possible. So how do you take advantage of what I'm talking about? Well, you go to ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. All spelled the regular way. That's Zip, Z-I-P, Recruiter, R-E-C-R-U-I-T-E-R. ZipRecruiter.com slash b 2 B, and I promise you, you will be grateful that you did so. Again, that's ziprecruiter.com slash B2B. It's also in the show notes.